The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week, we discuss Congress and semiconductors, Europe's rate increase, and corporate earnings. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. Congress is debating a $52 billion package supporting domestic semiconductor production. The aim of the legislation is to incentivize semiconductor production within the United States to decrease dependence on Asia-based manufacturers. Administration officials say a larger domestic chip industry would help ease the supply chain disruptions that have hampered the economic recovery from COVID-19 and insulate the U.S. from suppliers in China. A global shortage of chips over the last two years has negatively impacted automakers, consumer technology companies, and military defense manufacturers. U.S. chip stocks rallied on Tuesday ahead of the procedural vote in the Senate, which did pass 64 to 34. The Senate's vote paves the way for another final vote on passage at which point the bill would then go to the House for ratification before it can be signed into law by the President. The European Central Bank, or ECB, raised interest rates in response to inflation in the Eurozone. As reported on this program last month, the ECB did in fact raise by a greater than expected half a percentage point due to persistent inflationary pressures. This is the first rate hike by the ECB in 11 years and kicked off Europe's battle with inflation. The rate increase comes as the ECB attempts to rein in fears of runaway inflation, despite expectations that an energy crisis resulting from Russia's invasion of Ukraine will push the Eurozone economy into a sharp slowdown or recession. Data last week showed Eurozone consumer prices rose at an annualized rate of 8.6% in June, a record, and the World Bank now projects energy costs in Europe to increase by over 80% in 2022. On Thursday, the ECB signaled further rate hikes. Front-loading from its negative interest rates had allowed it to make, quote, a transition to a meeting-by-meeting approach to interest rate decisions, end quote. Front-loading is the practice of taking larger measures earlier in an effort to get ahead of a concern, in this case, inflation. The ECB said future policy rate decisions will be data-dependent and, will help deliver on its 2% inflation target over the medium term. Recall that many of the inflationary pressures being felt by Europe are outside of the ECB's control, quite similar to what 
the U.S. and the Federal Reserve are dealing with at the moment. Let's watch to see how the ECB handles their own inflationary crisis. Quarterly corporate earnings season is in full flow, with many of the world's largest companies reporting their second quarter performance and giving guidance on their short-term outlook. This week, analysts watched closely as Bank of America, Johnson & Johnson, Tesla, Apple, and AT&T, amongst others, gave a hint of what corporate America sees on the U.S. economic horizon. Let's discuss how companies reported broadly, and then look at individual reports worth noting. The broad results were mixed. First, the good news. Many companies reported earnings that were in line with or better than expected. This shows that companies are managing cost increases well and continue to stay profitable in what are uncertain economic times. Now for the bad. Guidance was, on the whole, gloomy. Many companies revised forward earnings expectations downward and stated further cost management measures, like reduced hiring, would accelerate. Tesla delivered more vehicles in Q2 2022 than in Q2 2021, but below the amount it built and delivered in Q1 of this year. The company also reported selling 75% of the Bitcoin that it previously held, raising almost $1 billion in cash. Elon Musk stated the cash was raised to offset uncertainty in China's COVID lockdown policy. For sure, it will boost the cash reserves of the company in the short term. Bank of America noted that higher interest rates helped its bottom line. Recall that increasing interest rates help traditional banks, whose business model is to take deposits and make loans, earning more income when interest rates and the rates a bank can offer on loans both go up. AT&T reported that postpaid net ads were higher than what was expected. Postpaid net ads represent a key metric for the company, indicating the net difference between the number of new mobile phone subscriptions added during the quarter and the number of subscriptions that were terminated. Adding new mobile phone subscriptions has become increasingly important for AT&T, particularly after the company completed the spin-off of its Warner Media business and now shifts its focus toward its core telecom business. Earnings were, however, both lower than expected and lower year over year. The stock fell. Join us next week when we discuss that glittering, glitzy, glamorous metal, gold. Tune in next Friday for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.